Welcome to the Hey Sanat podcast. I'm your host, Sanat Janeski, and I'm here to have real life conversations about the things that we need to hear, but don't really like to talk about. So tune in each week as we laugh and cry our way to a new perspective. Now let's get started. I have Helena here with me, also known as Sorcy Air, my favorite witch. <laughs> and Helena here is a spiritual healer, plus so much more. We're going to get into that. But what's interesting, Helena, is that you also identify as a Christian and talking about spirituality, its place in religion, and kind of bridging the gap between the two and your experiences with that. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Let's get started with just the type of spiritual healing that you do. What is it that you do? And then we'll get into how that came about. I definitely, the path, it's a long spiritual path and many different aspects of what I, modalities that I have incorporated into my healing practice And it all started with crystal healing. You know, it started with the properties and the metaphysical properties of what each crystal represented that really got me to fall in love with energy as a whole. And I needed more. And so I kept learning. I had this thirst for energy and this thirst for learning about what this is all about. I started taking shamanism class with a bloodline shaman. So I studied that for a little while, almost five years, and just kept falling in love with it, studied Reiki. Um, you know, and then fell in love with witchcraft, you know, being a pagan and, and just loving all the medicines that the earth had to offer us. And so I, I basically kind of, kind of labeled myself as a spiritual healer, because there's just so much that I offer in one session, you know, whether it's playing a singing bowl and allowing that frequency to also heal, whether it's my Reiki healing touch, whether it's going into a gentle trance and going into your subconscious mind and healing the story that lives within. So there were just so many things about, you know, that, that I just thought, okay, I'm a spiritual healer. You know, I can connect with deceased loved ones on the other side. So mediumship started introducing itself to me and it just kept going on and on and expanding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so that's, that's kind of sums up kind of a little bit, even though it's a lot of, of what I do. And that's very different from how you grew up. Yes. Okay. So talk about that. Like you grew up very Christian, Lebanese, Orthodox. Orthodox. Yeah. My, I'm actually 50, 50. My mother was Maronite and my father was Orthodox. And here's a fun fact for you that you don't know about me, but I was actually an altar girl for (laughs) the Catholic Maronite church, which is like, you're in there. I'm, I'm on the, I'm right next to the altar mat, and, and I'm up there praying with the priest and offering him, you know, being his little assistant, holding frankincense, you know. And how old were you? I, I must have been between, you know, the ages of, I would say, eight and um, nine, maybe nine and 11, 12 by the time I retired from, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was funny because you know, the Bible and the church and the lessons, and it was all so instilled in me, but I loved frankincense. Like I remember very vividly playing like little games on the altar. It was my brother and I that were altar kids. And I put the frankincense in front of him because I tried to suffocate him. (laughs) (laughs) The smell of it. Totally unorthodox, Mm. but we were children. But I think even going that far back as a child, I remember being so connected to, you know, the plant medicines of the earth 
and, and loving the teachings of the Bible, you know, but as I grew older and life experiences took place, there's, I knew there was so much more to just what I was being taught, Mm. you know, so you could feel it. Yeah. I could feel it. And and I'd have dreams and I would even connect with spirits in my dream. It was magical. Like it was all divinely guided, you know? So you would have dreams you would remember. Yeah. Very when you woke up. Yeah. When I was like even a young teenager, you know, I'd have a, I'd have a dream while I'm sleeping and I can see as an example, my grandmother, my mother's mother standing in my bedroom and telling me that she wanted me to go talk to her son about specific things that was happening into her life because she was so sad about what she was witnessing. Wow. Did you feel safe to talk about these dreams with your family? Absolutely not. It was mm-hmm. so fear-based. I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of what my community or what my family would think of me if I had told them the, you know, spiritual experiences that I had. So, you know, for the longest time I kept it to myself. So in religion, and I, again, because I don't consider myself a, a religious person, I'm asking these questions. So please don't take anything as, um, you know, ignorant or offensive. That's not my intention here, but it's, it seems to be frowned upon to communicate with spirit. You know, you're absolutely right. So the way that I've come to see religion is that they have their own, you know, they have their own belief system and structure. And it's very external. It's all about following the Bible and following the scripture and that ultimate sacrifice and that ultimate, you know, if you follow all of this, you you will achieve that salvation. Mm. And salvation being the ultimate goal, meaning, you know, when we, when we pass on from this physical life, spiritually, we, we descend to heaven. Right. With God. Exactly. But, you know, as I got on the spiritual path, and I have come to learn that there are so many similarities, you know, let's take Reiki as an example, you know, Jesus healed the blind, you know, what we're taught in the book, he found compassion and love and non-judgment for this person, put his hands on him and healed him. Mm. To me, this is a form of energy. And I see similarities in how his healing is very similar to a modern age healing. Now, I'm not comparing myself or comparing, you know, us humans here on earth to Jesus by any means, but we believe in the same thing. They believe in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Well, what is that Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. You know, that Holy Spirit is, you know, whether it be the spirit of themselves or the spirit of God, but in spirituality, we believe in our spirit. You know, we believe in healing and going on to a path. So it's almost like taking the essence of the Bible, at least for me, and saying, okay, you need to, you, we need to do, we need to forgive. But spirituality puts that into action. Yes. What are you going to do mm. to get to that point in forgiveness? What journey are you going to take to allow yourself to fully forgive? And what aspects of forgiveness do you need? You know, do you need to let go of, 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 like, accept forgiveness without an apology? Do you need to forgive someone without an apology? Do you need to apologize? I mean, come on, let's take accountability here. You know, we, we put ourselves in a lot of the situations that we're in. And so 
Yeah, you know, religion does put a fear of God into you that if you do this, you're a sinner. You know, if you do this, you can't be a part of this community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and spirituality just allows you to be, you know, it allows you to simply go on your journey. And, you know, it reminds me of this beautiful quote that I once read from uh, Ralph Emerson. And it's that, you know, if you could be yourself in a world where you're constantly trying to be changed, then that is your greatest accomplishment. And I feel like that's what spirituality offers you. Yes. Yes. Like I'm sitting here nodding. Yes. So much because my experience with spirituality has been so inward and so within myself, like it's been, it's been me, just me. Yeah. Nothing else external other than me. But yet as, as I shut out the rest of the world, I actually feel so much more connected to life source than I've ever have before by just coming within. Right. And so you've talked about how in religion, there's this external factor and spirituality. I think the teachers are all teachings are all the same. You talked about forgiveness, but then coming into your yourself and, and forgiving yourself. Yes. First, and then being accountable taking the teachings of the religions, because there are so many different religions, but if you break them all down, I think so many of them are so similar, yes. the basis of them. So that means something that, that, that right there tells you that there is truth and there is faith. Yeah, absolutely. And, and essentially at the end of the day, they're all teaching good. And they're all teaching good. And they're all teaching to a progressive life. Yes. So we're all progressing in this life. So each generation after us, and we're passing down the wisdom along yeah. the way. Yes. And, and so there's this division between religion and spirituality, but the teachings are so similar. It's just yeah. actually, like you said, putting it into practice. How do we uh, get there? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's essentially what I feel my goal is, is, is to be that bridge, you know, to be that safe space where you can express both and not feel judged and know that it's okay to practice both. And so when did you transition into being a Christian and to, like you said, you got into crystals first, like when did that happen? And did something happen in your life that drew you to the energetic properties of the crystals? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say in my early twenties, I, you know, I grew up really fast I got married young. I had a child. I dropped out of university, put on 75 pounds. I was, I was overweight. I was close to, by the time I had my son, I was probably close to, you know, pushing to close to 200 pounds mm-hmm. and life just happened, you know, and I, as it does, as it does yeah. I did not have the tools at this, at this point, I was only like just turned 23 Wow. And I had no clue about anything, how to, how to deal with a marriage, how to deal with the birth of a child, you know, how to, how to, how to understand your body after the birth of a child and postpartum everything. And, and I thought, okay, I need help. Like I need to somehow pull myself out of this unknown, this, this whole world that I didn't fully understand 
And, um, you know, my, my family doctor wanted to put me, this was my turning point. My family doctor wanted to put me on antidepressants. Okay. And at the time, my sister was in nutrition school and she's like over my dead body. Mm. She's like, you are never going on antidepressants. So a blessing, right. She was like my little earth angel. Yeah. And she took me to my first shaman. That so your me. sister introduced you. So she introduced me. So my sister was spiritual way before. Okay. She was spiritual growing up her entire life. Like her friends would laugh at her for meditating in high school. Wow. Yes. And okay. But I never got on that bandwagon because there was an eight year gap between us. So, uh, you know, when we were little, she's an adult and I was a kid and I never, we never hung out as children. Mm-hmm. But with my experience, she's like, okay, I have a suggestion for you. She's like, please just try this lady just one time. And I did. And then it just opened <laughs> a whole portal for me. And then the awakening started. And, and the medication was for postpartum? Uh, it was for depression. Yeah. Yes. And it was coping. It was coping with life. I had no coping mechanism, no coping tools in my tool bag. I just really did not have, um, any, I had no wisdom and my parents were very loving and very supportive, but they were old school, you know, Mm -hmm. loving parents. And so working for them and providing for us was our family success. And the love that they gave for us was their success. And I'm so appreciative for that. But, you know, in this society and in this day and age, you need so much more to understand about what is happening around your surroundings. It's not just raising kids and being at home. There's relationships you have to, you know, grow in and, and mothering that you have to understand and things shift, everything shifted. Yeah. And so I needed to shift myself with the times and the journey just started. And, and that's how that was the turning point. Like early 20s is when this all started. So a couple of things is our parents being first generation Canadians, we both yeah. are, our parents were in a survival mode. Yeah. They fled their countries. And I always say nobody wants to leave their country unless they feel they have to. Yeah. And, and so they're coming with all of this trauma and all of the stress of starting a new life and raising children in a new environment. They don't fully speak the language. They haven't integrated into the culture and they're in survival mode. So they don't have the same experiences as we do coming into motherhood and coming into this life as a, as a Canadian, but we so strongly identify with our culture and, and, and there's a lack of support there. And I think that what you went through is actually a universal experience for new mothers is not knowing how to cope and not knowing what to expect entering motherhood. And you did it very young. And so then there becomes, and I I mean, I don't know if this was your experience. It was mine, but this, this resentment towards the life changes that we've made. And it's like, we love this new baby in this new life that we've, we've created. And then, and then, and then the guilt comes in because why are we feeling this way? Yes. And and not having the the resources and tools to cope. Yes. And, 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 you know, for me though, I can honestly say that I've always wanted to be a young mom. So I almost set myself up for my own disaster because I knew that I wanted to have a family at a young age. 
I just don't think I fully understood what I signed up for. And nobody does. Like I've always had a feeling that I've wanted to be a mother. I I wanted multiple kids. I wanted five children. That's what I went with ever since I was in high school. I want five kids. (laughs) I met my husband. I'm like, I want five kids. You know, we we settled on four. We we stopped at three. Thank you. You know, and so so, very similar. (laughs) We have these desires, but we don't, we don't know what's about to unfold for us. And, and I believe that we have a path that yes. we're meant to take. And we don't know, and we don't have this connection to our knowing at such a young age until we develop this experience in our spirituality and really learning how to tune into our own bodies and what we want and what we need and why. Exactly. Yeah. So you had this, this first appointment with a shaman. So tell us what a shaman does and, and what that experience is. You know, so shamans are, you know, they have a beautiful art in, in their own healing and in their own right. And they take plant medicines and they burn it on your body to prepare you for the session, you know, to prepare you for your journey and your awakening or to clear the negativity. And they basically use breath to get you into a gentle trance state. Okay. So is this like sage burning sage? Is that burning sage over your body, you know, drumming, drumming over your body and, and using the drum to heal your body, to break up stagnant energy and so and, just so for people who don't know, like using the yeah. drum and using um, a singing bowl and things like that, what that, what that's doing is the vibration it's creating a vibration, which then, so we are all energy. We all have different vibrations and, and these tools help change and raise our vibrations so that yes. we are ha- re- re- like rising our vibrations and functioning at a higher vibrations, just for people who don't know exactly yeah, what that, Yeah person. Thank you for that. That's exactly what it is. And then they get you, you know, to start breathing into yourself. Mm -hmm. And as you breathe, you get sort of into a semi-hypnotic trance state, you know, where you're half awake and you're half asleep. And at that point, that's where the magic really happens. You know, you'll get asked a series of questions that will guide you to a time and place where the trauma, your past trauma, or anything that has affected you in your past sort of reveals itself you know, and that's the moment where you heal it, you know, you see it, you feel it, you allow it to channel out of your body, you allow yourself, you give yourself permission to feel, which is what we're not used to. Yes. And that is the magic about these sessions is that they truly put you in a state where you are reminded of what you once felt, you know, and you have to remember, it's just a past memory. You're not actually experiencing, experiencing it. Although the past experience was so traumatic, they're feeling like they're reliving, reliving it in the present moment. And the shaman helps them get through it. They remind them that it's just a past experience. It sits in your cellular DNA. It's just time to heal. It. It's time to see it, to feel it, allow it to channel out of your body. And then that gives you the opportunity to release it, to release, they release that energy from your body. Yes. And then we take the time to replace that energy with wholeheartedly beautiful things, you know, more positive, more inspiring, more motivational things that, you know, you need to, in order to move forward. I think there's this huge misconception with healing in that 
it's mm. like fun and it's happy and it's it like optimistic. <laughs> it is. It totally it is. is. I yeah. think once you get there, but the process of it. And mm. so as humans, we have a full range of emotions and, and many of us are taught to suppress our emotion. You know, yeah. when we're, we're young children and we're crying, our parents are like, stop crying. Like I'm cooking or, you know, whatever it is that they need to do. And we're, yeah. and, and so we've been taught to suppress how we're feeling and true healing is allowing yourself to feel. And when that happens, you feel it big, the feelings and the emotions come in so big and it's, and it's not easy. Yes. You have to unlearn so much of what you've been taught and, and it's raw. Yeah. And it's vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but on the other side of it, that's when you get the good stuff. And you're like, because when you feel, allow yourself to feel the lows are low, but the highs are so beautifully high. Yes. Right. And that's, that's the magic right there. And and that's what our religion doesn't allow you to experience, Mm. you know, go to a confession box and you just say, I did this, this, and this, and this, and you just get told, okay, you know, 10 Hail Marys and 10 our fathers and you know, you will be saved. And so you don't actually do the work. It goes back to actually doing the work and healing the story that lives within. And because of that, I think that's why religion is so fear-based because the truth is, is that they just don't know. They really don't know what it is that any other spirituality or culture or religion has to offer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they, they are such a tight knit community and they stick to their doctrine and they stick to what it is that they know because it's safe, but it's that fear of like, it's asking yourself, what are you so afraid of? Because that's the thing that we really most need to do. Yeah. That's where the opportunity for growth is, is leaning yeah. into that fear when yeah. instinctively our brains are like, no, 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 I don't want to go into the fear. I don't yeah. want to go there. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I feel great here. And, and healing, spiritual healing is really becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. And, it, and if, if you, if you're scared, you, you're not, you're not going to want to do that. You don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you stay status quo, you'll stay unhealed. And you'll stay in that same stagnant energy that doesn't serve you mm-hmm. and you'll feel stuck and 20 years will pass and you'll feel the exact same way. And there's a sadness to that. It's sad. And then there's this perspective of, of Jesus and of God and of love mm-hmm. and of being a good person and being kind. And so where is that intersection, the intersection between an organized religion and spirituality and can the two exist? Yes. I, b- I believe 100% they coexist. I- I'm living proof of it. I love both. I embrace both. I welcome both. And the more that you welcome into your life, the more newfound energies or religions or spiritual practices that you welcome, the more that you can expand, the more you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's beautiful. So share your perspective on religion and what you love most about being a Christian. You know, I think what I love most is it's my roots. It's, it's, what I, it's what I was born into. And although I didn't have a choice, I have an appreciation for it because it brought our family together. You know, we prayed together. 
And there's a power in numbers. There's a power in prayer. You know, it, it taught me goodness. It taught me to choose right from wrong. It taught me many valuable lessons that I carry through in my life. And, you know, for that, I don't think I'll ever turn my back on it because it's, it's a part of who I am. It's in my bloodline. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's who we are. And so, you know, I think embracing everything is what makes you whole. And I think that's what I love the most about my, you know, my religion. We're a beautiful community. Like we're loving, we're big, yes. we're supportive. Mm-hmm. And, and religion does that. You know, it really does unify families. And there's something really special about that that I, I think I'll always love very much. It was something that we did every weekend together, you know, and it kept my brother and I together, like it kept relationships together. So there's a lot of beautiful aspects about it. Yeah, absolutely. This unity. Yeah. The unity of it. This past year, 2021, I started to really feel the pull into Christianity and it wasn't because I was born into it or because my family identifies that or so many people I do. It had nothing to do with that. It was just, I felt this call and the more spiritual I become, the more connected I am to what I'm called to. And I listened to the whispers a lot more and I was, I felt this pull and it's scary because it's like a whole new world. Yeah. And I am very fearful of judgment. And there, there's a lot of that in, in all religions, there's a lot of judgment and, and there's, there's a way of, of life. And I think in spirituality, there is, it's very loose and it's like, we're all accepted. Right. So I was scared of that, but what I love the most about religion is the power of prayer. Yeah. I have never felt more seen or heard than when someone says to me, I will pray for you. That's beautiful. And it's the most beautiful gift that I think that is the best offering because you'll get nothing in return for praying for somebody. You really don't. But to Mm -hmm. offer that from your heart, there's so much goodness in that. And Mm -hmm. that is energy and that translates and, and it manifests. And that's what spirituality is about. And so for me, that is the crossroad is that this opportunity to pray and hope for somebody else and, and put that out into the world. And and it's a blessing. It's beautiful. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you now in the community as a working spiritual healer. You're right now you're sitting in your, in your healing, your yes. healing cave. Yes. Yeah. I, my crystal, I call it a crystal cave. But crystal yes. cave. <laughs> yes. You advertise yourself on Instagram. Yes. I'm going to link that also at the end of this mm-hmm. and, and people can reach out and work with you and, and you're out in the world in, in the culture. So what is that like? And what has it been like for you as a mother with your kids and your family and then with the rest of the the culture scariest thing i have ever done sana the scariest most fear based step i've ever taken in my life because of that because of being judged 
what will the community think of me now? You know, how will it reflect on my family? How will it reflect on my parents? And it was horrible. Um, it all started, I, you know, I started doing, introducing myself as a healer quietly, you know, through family and friends, word of mouth. It was great, but I loved it so much. And I, and I have such a beautiful gift for what I do that I just could not hide it anymore. And I prayed, I yeah. did, <laughs> I did. I prayed for guidance, but I also meditated into silence and turned inwards and asked myself, what are you going to do about this Helena? And it was put yourself out there and whatever may be, will be the people that appreciate and know will support you. And those that just don't know, just love and hold the space for them because they really just don't know. And so it started with Instagram. That was the first public appearance that I made. And how long ago was that? Uh, so that was about two years ago now. Okay. So I started all of this at the beginning of COVID. Imagine I just <laughs> like when the world turned around, yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to turn with it. And I'm just going to, you know what, since everything is, you know, <laughs> is the way it is, I'm just going to throw myself in the mix. And but that's there, when we all needed salvation. It was, that was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was looking for, I was looking for validation. I was looking for acceptance. I was looking for people to just love me for who I am, no matter what in any way I appear, you know, I, I, I share what I do. And it was really hard. The first six months, I think on Instagram really opened my eyes because I've never been on social media. I've always been a stay home mom. And then here I am coming out into the public saying, oh my God, I practice all these other modalities of healing. Were you using social media to as like personally before that? No, you weren't at all. So this was your like coming out. This was coming out of the spiritual closet. (laughs) I came out of the spiritual closet. I found you on Instagram. So it is a beautiful tool to connect people. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think you've been the greatest gift that came to me. <laughs> Definitely this beautiful friendship and vice versa. And, uh, but it was really hard though, because I had people from my own community unfollow me. And I think that's, that really affected me at the beginning. And then I continued to meditate and I continued to turn inwards and I continued to pray. And I thought they just don't know what I do. And they're afraid. They're afraid of what I practice and what I believe in because I'm still the same person. I have not changed. I have not treated people differently. It was hard. It was so hard for me. And I wanted to quit. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to shut down the whole project and say, you know what, I'm just going to continue doing this quietly. But then there was this little flame inside of me, you know, being a Taurus and being earth and fire element that just said, no way. Yes. No way will you ever quit what you're doing? And I knew at that moment that I just wanted to inspire people. And I knew that if I didn't give up, that I, that would domino effect that I knew that I would inspire people to look at me and say, because of you, I did not give up. Let me tell you, you are a force to be reckoned with. Like I feel your energy right now so strongly. And I I've been a client. That's how we started working together is I reached out to you because I, you know, have a huge background in spiritual healing. I've done this many times. And I was like, I need, I needed someone. It just so happened that my Reiki healer moved 
and I found you on Instagram. So it was divine timing and I've experienced your sessions and they have made a huge impact on my life. Huge. Thank you. Absolutely. And so for anyone who is, is wondering like, okay, well, what is this like and who needs this? I think everyone can, can use it. And I I don't think anyone can say really what to, what to expect out of it. What's meant to come up is going to come up and you just have to have a trust that you're going to have an, any type of experience here. And it's going to be healing because anything that you've shoved down is going to come back up. Yeah. hundred percent. Whatever's ready to be healed is going to come up. Absolutely. And, and that was the gift that I feel that, that, you know, the spiritual realm has shared with me is being able to tap into you and tell you exactly in your body where this pain is and what it's coming from and what it's associated with. And I just couldn't turn my back on it. Mm. And so at that point, when I realized that I have stepped into my power, but with humility, yes, there is no turning back. And I think when you step into your authentic self, Yes. That's it. Like once you get to that point where you're on this path of living authentically there, you can't handle anything else. Like I I was going into work every day and, and feeling physically ill because it was so not for me. Yeah. You're just not in alignment. It wasn't in alignment and 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 you feel it physically. And I think what a lot of people don't know is a lot of our physical ailments, physical pain points on our body that's trauma, emotional trauma that we hold on to and we don't release. And that's what healing is. It's like releasing it so that we can feel better and live at our highest capacity. Yes. Amen. (laughs) And you do this hundred percent. And that's, that's it. Like that is what this work is. And, uh, yeah, I just could not turn my back on it and I will continue. And, and without even searching, I have found my tribe. Yes. Yes. that has been the most rewarding part of all of this is accepting that it is okay to not have validation from people or to not have people kind of agree with what you do or support what you do and not realize that it's not only Jesus Christ that gives us protection and clarity, that there are many other aspects in this universe that offer energy in different forms. And we all, we all sort of, we kind of feel connected to a specific form of energy and whatever that may be, I'm, you know, that's, what's, that's, what's right for you. Follow that. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, you know, as you know, you're a life coach as well, and you're a spiritual healer and you've done Reiki. Yes. You know, can, you, can you go back now, Sinat? You know, can you turn your back on it? I, I can't like it's, there's absolutely no turning back in the most yeah. beautiful and positive way. Yeah. It's, it's life-changing to feel light. It's, to simply put it as you feel lighter mm-hmm. because you're not carrying baggage. Mm-hmm. And this, this seeking of exter- external validation, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest baggage that we carry. Mm-hmm. And, and bringing it back to religion a little bit, I think that's just been our experience with it is that they're back to this judgment of it. It's like, what do people think? 
And I know that that's not all that religion is about because there's this just so much beauty in it. Um, And, and even in Jesus, like I, when I was kind of searching a little bit, I was like, I get, I get God and I understand life source, but what's the importance of Jesus. And then I realized that the importance of Jesus is that he was human. And so he's in our DNA. We are human. We are spiritual beings. Yes, but we are having a human experience. And so it's, it's important to know that there was a physical being that we are, we are connected to genetically. Yes. That had this huge spiritual experience. And so we were, we are all, all one connecting the two. It's like, you start this path and you can't, you can't go back. You can't. No, and, but, but when you realize that you're really also the bridge in this lifetime between the two realms, it's so freeing to be able to say that I embody both. Yes. And I think that's what I, I would love to see more people do without fear is knowing that it's, it's okay. It's okay to believe in everything. We're also conditioned to label things. Yes. I think, you know, society has even, even with gender now, we're seeing so much of this younger generation is like, let's get rid of that. Why are we holding on to things and why are we associating and labeling every single thing? I'm excited to see what's going to come for the next generation. But with us, we've been conditioned to label everything. So you're a Christian. Okay. What type of Christian are you? Okay. And then, you know, what Bible do you read and what church do you attend and, and where are you? And so with, with my own journey, I was like, well, if I'm being called to God and I'm being called to Christianity, well, what does that make me? And I realized like, I need to stop focusing and making it so big. Like it doesn't need to be so big. Yes. It can be just as simple as a belief and a calling and it doesn't need to be labeled. And I don't need to call myself anything yes. to feel and have these experiences. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> it's just empowering though. When you get to that kind of awakened state in your journey where you know that everything is okay and everything is good and everything is accepted. Yes. You know, we're, we're all energy. We, religion and spirituality, they practice energy. They both use plant medicines. They both believe in spirit. You know, mm-hmm. they both believe in the divine God, the light, the source, the sun, the moon. Like it is all, it's all one. We're all one essentially at the end of the day. If you think about it, we have we one creator connected. Yes. We are yes. all connected. We're all and- connected. And no matter where we argue, where we came from or what, whatever, if it's science, if it's God, if it's energy, if it's a mix of both, you know, we're having a human experience. That's what it all comes down to is we know that we are having a human experience and there is purpose in our, each of our experiences. And we don't know, we all have our own beliefs of what that could mean, but we're here and we're human and, and let's experience humanity. And, and, and what is humanity? It's, it's feeling the range of human emotions. Yes. Let's ex- and have experiences. Yeah. It's beautifully said. So tell me what it's like raising your children, being a spiritual healer, because for me, I, I'm, I'm most excited about my children growing up with having this version of me as their mother versus who yeah. I was before. Yeah. It's beautiful. So are they, your children, do they tend to gravitate towards religion or spirituality? So I, I have my children in a Catholic school. 
And I made that conscious decision. I I went out of my way actually to get them into the, to a Catholic school because both my husband and myself are, are baptized Orthodox and, and we, we couldn't get them into a Catholic school. Uh, But I, I, I really wanted that because I wanted them to have a a religious experience Mm -hmm. and education that I wouldn't be able to provide so that as they grow up, they have the education to make an educated decision because I don't care what they grow up to believe. Mm. It doesn't matter to me. I bring in a certain aspect of spirituality in my conversations with them. They get the learnings from the Catholic school. They can choose what to do with that, but I didn't want it to be one-sided where they're only getting my experience and my side of things. Yeah. And that's very similar to the upbringing that I had with my children as well. So them being both Orthodox born, I went out of my way to get them into a Catholic church for that reason as well, because essentially I grew up with the teachings of the Bible and it was beautiful. So I wanted them to have that experience as well. So my oldest is very religious and I love his connection to God and to the church. And I would never tamper with his belief because I believe it as well. My girls are a little bit more like me where they believe in both. You know, they, I, I allow them to just believe in whatever feels right for them. So similar to you, I think yeah. it's important to believe in something. Like I would want, I want them to have some form of something to keep them in that state of having faith, of having a belief system of some sort, as long as it's good. <laughs> so whatever it may be, whether that's, you know, Buddhist or whether it's Christian or whether it's spirituality, I just want them, I'm, I'm, I'm really focusing on teaching them to be good human beings, kind-hearted human souls in this lifetime, I think is the biggest accomplishment for me, for, for their belief system, for them to believe, you know, whether it's Christian, whether it's religious, as long as you're good people, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, and I feel like I have done my job, you know? And that's the commonality across it all, across the spirituality and all religions is like, are you a good person? And are you kind? And do you have love in your heart? Yeah, hundred percent. It's all about that. It's all about the love. It's all about the forgiveness. It's all about the acceptance. It's all about allowing yourself to keep learning. I just don't want them to be close-minded to any practice or to any form of you know, belief system, like at least listen to what other people believe in or what they do and what they practice. And then you can base, okay, this is either great for me and I love it. And I want to incorporate in my everyday, or do you realize that it's just not for you? And, you know, you could just smile and thank the person for the knowledge that they shared with you. And then just continue to believe or do what you feel is right for you, for your family, for your partnership. And that, that makes me feel whole as a mom, you know, knowing that, knowing that whatever they are comfortable with, whatever they love and they're happy with it, I support. That's That's it for me. Yeah. It's just very basic. You know, there's no special formula. I just, I want them to essentially follow what the calling of their heart is, you know, wherever your journey is taking you, but I will push them into their fear. Like I won't allow them to step away from the things that they're afraid of being judged or afraid of trying something new or believing in something new. I won't take that essence away from them, but I will push them towards, okay, 
what what is really happening here? Why are you so triggered? What are you really afraid of? And let's see how we can, you know, how we can allow that to grow so that it can help you and allow you to expand. You know, we want our children to expand and grow and just become aware, become knowledgeable, just become passionate about so many, there's so many other things in life that offers them goodness. Just be open to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest um, changes I've noticed in my life is this openness to a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. How can we grow if we don't gain different perspectives and different teachings? It just doesn't seem possible to me. You get stuck. Yeah. And and that's that's what religion will do to you is that it will keep you stuck. Because you really don't explore the experience. You don't explore that human experience. And then you don't allow yourself to feel that pain or to feel that joy. That's where the the real growth is. Absolutely. It's a process, right? It's a process. Now, is there anything that you want to say to anyone that might be, I don't know, maybe really identifying strongly with one side or the other on this? You know, really, there's just authentically be yourself. You know, no matter what paths you cross in this lifetime or people you meet or whichever way you grew up, just be true to yourself in this world that is trying to change you or trying to mold you. Don't be afraid to stand out. Don't be afraid to not be liked. Don't be afraid to be misunderstood. Just embody everything that your soul and your stomach, your wisdom centers, you know, which are your heart and your stomach, trust those, you know, allow your mind to keep you in a state of like logical being, which is great. We definitely need our mind for that. But, you know, follow that little fire that is inside that is when you're just about to hear quit or don't do it, please do it. Just don't Please. give up on yourself. Yeah. Do not give up on yourself. Lean into that. Yeah. Amen. And, and it's okay if it's going to be alone for a little while. You know, it's okay if you go through that being who you need to be for a little while and feeling that pain of loneliness, because that's where, that's where spirit starts doing their magical thing with you. And, and it is lonely. Yes. It, yes. The, that's one thing that we know for sure is this path of going inwards is lonely. Yeah. No one can quite understand because you'll never be able to articulate exactly yeah. what it feels like. But my entire life, I've had this feeling of loneliness and I've been surrounded with so much love and so much family and abundance of friendships, but I felt this sense of loneliness. And the only way that I was able to not feel that anymore was to connect deeper with myself. And I didn't have a relationship with myself and I didn't love myself. Yes. And now that I do, I feel so whole and you Mm. shed people along the way. It's not even external. It's not even about the people that are there. You shed them along the way. Yeah. It happens so naturally, doesn't Mm. it? But there's a huge weight that comes off with that too. Yeah. It's this light feeling, right? It's that feeling of of you just feel lighter. Yes. It's just clarity. Yes. 
for me, it comes, it came in the form of clarity. I wasn't able to see until I shed those relationships. And it hurts, you know, you go through periods of grieving as well, because you're grieving the loss of a long-term relationship of whichever form, you know, friendship, uh, personal, ones with your family members. But when you're able to see the clarity that comes with that, Mm. you know, that that just helps you, it helps you rise just a little higher. It's almost like a a balloon, you know, with a little anchor on the bottom and you just kind of cut that weight and you just, you look up and you just see it, you know, soaring. Yeah. And and it's like, where's it going? I want to go there too. Where's it going to land? I want to land there too. And, you know, that's essentially what the goal should be is just flying into the unknown and wherever you may land, that's just going to be the right spot for you and trust that. And that's faith. Yeah. And that's what faith is. Yes. So regardless of religion and regardless of beliefs, faith that you are divinely protected. Yes. You are never alone. Yes. And that's the whole basis of this podcast is like, you are not alone. Let's talk about the things that we need to talk about. But first you have to connect with yourself and identify what's in there and, and who are you authentically? Absolutely. And I love that about you. I love this huge space that you're carrying for the community. It's so beautiful. And you're the perfect person for it. Thank you. Truly. You know, thank you for allowing me to. I feel I just feel so safe here speaking to you and allowing myself to fully express, you know, everything that is in my heart to you. And and it's just thank you for being such a beautiful source of light. That is the most beautiful compliment is, is just safety in my space. So thank you so much. And I thank you for sharing your heart and people can find you on Instagram. I'm going to also link it and post it, but you're at soar, S-O-A-R dot C-S-E-E dot R-A-I-R, which yes. is the most brilliant <laughs> Instagram <laughs> handle. Like kudos to you. You're brand new to Instagram and you've you yes. come up with the best name ever. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I think I shared the back I shared the backstory with you. You know, about how that came about and it feels right. At the time it felt right. It it is. It is right and it's authentic to you. And yeah. you offer not only in person, you do in person, but you also like we've worked together in person, but also on Zoom. And it was my first time having a zoom spiritual healing session, but it actually was so effective the same as it would be in person. It's incredible. So it doesn't even have to be in person. You're in Ottawa for people who do want to see in person, but you do offer zoom classes as well or sessions. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So zoom, there's also a phone call. I also do distant sessions for people that, you know, are just too busy Mm -hmm. as long as I get their permission and I'm able to do that distant connecting with them. Um, and the, the sessions are just as effective. So I will send you an email about all my findings and what I think that you need to heal and what I healed and the cords that I cut or whatever it is, the shadow work or the ancestral lineage or the karmic work or whatever it is. Um, and you'll still get that same outcome for sure. And so for the listeners, even if you don't know what it is that you need to heal, because you don't, you don't know what is ready to come up. You go into this blindly. So if you're feeling a nudge or a pull, what I'm saying to you is lean into that 
and go for it and listen because you're getting these signs and you're getting these feelings for a reason. So just listen, even if you don't even have a topic, like you just go and the topic will come up and whatever needs to come up will come up. You you go blindly and just have faith. That's right. And caution to that too, though, yeah. because if you come in, even if you come in with a topic that are, you know, something that you want to gain clarity on, it is going to be completely the opposite usually. of what you feel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And usually what you think, exactly. What you think you, you know, you most need <laughs> ends up being pulling a 180, 360 on you. And it may go in the opposite direction, but, you know, and, and also now you don't have to believe in this. You know, you do not have to convert to spirituality or believe in what, what I do or what I practice. But all I ask is that you come with an open mind and an open heart to just experience something different. Yes, absolutely. So thank you again, Helena, so much. That's a wrap on this week's episode of the Hasten App podcast. Please follow along on Instagram. Handle is at H-E-Y dot S-A-N-A-A to continue the conversation. And please share this with your friends and family if you think that anyone out there needs to hear today's message. Together, we can really help a lot of people. Have an excellent day and thanks for tuning in.